Welcome to the Real Estate Espresso Podcast, your morning shot of what's new in the world of real estate investing. I'm your host, Victor Manash. Today, we're talking about the deals that are coming into my email inbox. In the past couple of months, I've seen a dramatic uptick in the number of deals that are coming into my email. I'm getting an average of 10 deals a day being offered to me by email. I only have time to look at about maybe a third of the opportunities. Most of these opportunities are projects that have been recently purchased and repositioned within the last few years. That doesn't mean that they're all good deals. It just means that many developers or portfolio owners are taking stock of the current market conditions and using the strong appreciation of the last couple of years as an opportunity to take some profit off the table. I'm regularly getting lots of retail opportunities. Many of these include pharmacies, restaurant locations, office buildings, retail shopping malls, and a few apartment complexes. And in addition, some portfolios of single family homes. Only about 10% of the deals I'm seeing are actually apartments. Now, of course, the sampling is not a scientific representation of the deals that are out there. It's merely a reflection of what's coming into my email account. Today, I'm going to look deeper at two examples of properties that we have passed on and explain why. The first one is a fried chicken fast food location in Tucson, Arizona. It's a relatively new property built in 2015, and the property is a single tenant with 17 years remaining of a 20-year triple net lease. The triple net lease means the tenant pays the contractually agreed rent, and in addition, the tenant pays all the operating expenses of the property, which are considered to be separate and apart from the rent. So this includes the taxes, insurance, the heat, all of those extra expenses get lumped into a line item called extra rent. The property has 3,600 square feet of space and the property is being offered at a 4.75% cap rate. That rental rate comes to $65 per square foot with a rental rate increase scheduled for 2020. $65 per square foot on a triple net basis is a very, very strong number. So we decided to pass on this one for several reasons. Number one, while you can sign a 20-year lease, there's virtually no assurance that the business will continue to be around in 17 years from now. When you have a property that is purpose-built for a fast food franchise, there's very little chance of anything else going into that location should the current business close down for whatever reason. If the business were to shut down, you'd be facing at least a year of vacancy followed by a significant capital investment to build out the space for a new tenant. And while $65 a square foot is a strong number, in fact, it's so good it represents a tremendous vulnerability. There's no guarantee that a future tenant would be willing or even able to pay that higher rent per square foot. When you're buying a single tenant property, you're betting on that business. You may be buying a piece of real estate, but in truth, you're buying into the success of that single business. Think of it like buying a single family home for rental purposes, only worse. Imagine if you bought a single family home and the success of that rental property depended entirely on the family that's currently living in the home remaining in that location for the next 20 years. I'm not willing to make that bet. Of course, the seller's asking too high a price for the property. We wouldn't buy it at that asking price. But even if we could get the numbers to work on an Excel spreadsheet, the underlying risk is far too high for my appetite and the appetite of our investors. So that's number one. Number two is a portfolio of 45 single-family homes in a decent community. The market's a tertiary market in northwestern Texas. Each of the single-family homes can be purchased for an average price of $45,000, far below the replacement cost. Portfolio is fully occupied, and many of the tenants have been there for quite a long time. It's a very stable portfolio. So far, the deal sounds interesting. 
It's in a growing market, and the size of the portfolio is enough to get the attention of a property manager. Here's the problem from our perspective. The rents are low at $0.55 cents per square foot per month. That comes to an average of $595 in rent per home. Single-family homes have much higher maintenance per square foot than apartments. There's simply more that can go wrong. You've got more exterior surface area compared with apartments. The homes in this case have been built between 1925 and 1964, and that means the newest home is 54 years old. When systems fail, whether it's air conditioners, water heaters, or let's say the exterior of the home needs to be uh, maintained, or perhaps even a roof replacement, you're going to experience several years of negative cash flow to recover from those expenses. The rents are simply not high enough to cover an adequate maintenance reserve. Even if you could buy the homes for an even better price than what's being offered today, the rental rate doesn't support the necessary ongoing investments to maintain the homes properly. I've never lost money in A-class or B-class properties. It's in the C-class properties that the risk lies. I know several investors who invest in C-class properties like this, but in my experience, there isn't sufficient revenue to offset those higher maintenance costs. And the problem is with the positioning of the portfolio. It's simply not in a segment of the market that we would choose to invest in. It's not a fit for me or my investors. So whenever you get opportunities coming across your desk, evaluate it through the lens of whether it's a fit for you. What are some of the risks that can be present in the long-term hold of that portfolio? As you're thinking about that, have a spectacular day. Go make some great things happen. And we'll talk to you again tomorrow.